Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Dissolver. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Vince Tercy and Mike Semenek from Dissolver Brewing. Vincent is the brew wizard and co-founder, and Mike is the co-founder and creative sensei for the brewery. So today we're going to talk about brewing things until they're surreal, figuring out what that means, collaboration beers, music and beer, and maybe we'll get some pointers on how to win at Instagram. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Hello. You know, this is the first time I think that we have had a wizard or a sensei, much less both, <laughs> both on, at the same at the time. Same time. So we're, doing, we're doing pretty good here. Brian is technically the director of intoxicology I am, yes. for Beer Guys Radio, so we have had that level of person on there. So, Gents, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're, we're dipping into one of your beers right now, really enjoying that uh, TV Wasteland, uh, nice oh, yeah. Pilsner. We were talking just before we got on the air. I think we're all hyped up that uh, Pilsners are a little bit cooler now than they were a few years ago, right? It's really exciting because it, it just means that people are more focused on like higher quality ingredients and more focused on intricacy and attention to detail uh, of a brewer rather than just like getting slammed in the face with flavor. Sure. That's and, you know, there's always going to be the, the hype beast beers out there that go. But uh, as long as Pilsners are doing well enough that we're seeing them out there, I'm cool with it. I'll deal with it, Brian. I like a beer that I can drink more than one of sure. or more than like two ounces of at a time. So that's, that's I do 90 nice. percent of the time I do. I occasionally like a beer that two ounces of it is enough yeah, to. Sure. Those are fun as well. Absolutely. Well, Vince, Mike, how, how is your week going? We know that things have been absolutely insane for a couple months, but how are things in Asheville right now? Things are uh going pretty well this is the first week we've moved into phase one of like our reopening so that's some that's some good signs so uh, some promise we could hopefully open up it's probably looking like next month early next month so but uh with that we we still have our dock sales going and we've turned on local home delivery and that stuff's going really well we're about to release four new cans this weekend so you know, things are going well. We're still producing. We're still making the most of, you know, this kind of situation and trying to provide like some awesome product to uh, our local, you know, folks around here. So trying to make the most of it. Yeah. See, that's the common theme. We always ask because I think it's something you can't, you don't really want to ignore what's going on out there. Just say, how you know, how are you doing right now? How are things going? It's the same thing. We're making the best of it, surviving, getting along. It'll so. be interesting to come back and listen to these from like 
two or three years in the future. See Historical. What yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting <laughs> How little are you document. Doing? We're, we're selling beer. We just uh, <laughs> we just had the moat installed here. That's right, the moat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the crocodiles are on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, what did you get into this week? How was your week? So I did, uh, as I have been doing, I drank my cellar again. I had a 2015 Founders Project Pam, which was a black IPA in bourbon barrels with maple syrup. And it sounds I'm surprised like, you went for that, man, a black IPA. Uh, ordinarily. So I'd had it before. I remembered it being pretty good. Okay. The style is interesting to think about. And the age was interesting to think about with it being an IPA, but it's actually pretty good. It held up well, nice body. Like the, uh, you didn't quite get the maple flavor, but you got some of the body from it. It was pretty enjoyable. So you really got mostly malt, a little bit of oxidation, it really became a barley wine, effectively. So, okay. All right. I did my beer run. I went out to Eventide, had their Para Kings, which is just put in cans. It's a dipper. was quite tasty. Para Kings? A pair of Kings, yes. Okay. I believe that's right. Para Kings? Para Kings. I thought maybe like Parakeets. Parakeets. No, so. I think it's Pair of Kings. Okay. I also uh, had to get the uh, Demerung Pilsner. I actually got a growler of that, an actual growler. I haven't got one of those in years. So I could put it in my Eventide Stein because... That oh, Stein has been so lonely. Fest, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's, it's been so right. unused, except when I throw like three Pilsners in at the same time. So what did you do, Tim? Oh, you know what? I want to throw out real quick. Zach is back in the studio. Oh, yeah. This. It's the return Zach of the is Zach. Zach. The return of the Zach. Return of the Zach. Good to have you back, Zach. Good to have you back here. So uh, the team's back together. But, you know, Zoom meetings are have been extremely yes. popular through all this. So I've been hitting Friday night happy hours. Uh, with with different friends getting on and I got on with some friends Friday and there was 15 or 16 of us on there and I started with a couple pilsners which were delicious and I had a farmhouse ale and then I wanted a little whiskey so I got the lag of Olin. <laughs> and then I remembered that I had a bottle of Sam Adams Utopias and then yeah so so <laughs> I I overindulged a little bit Friday night which you know being at home and I've been cooped up for a couple months Brian. oh yeah so I overindulged and Saturday I'm too old for these games, Brian. <laughs> I'm too old for these games. So Saturday, I just I took it easy through the weekend. I've taken an easy week because I overindulged a little bit. I, but I have been hard at work at home. I've been fermenting everything that will ferment, and I've got kimchi going, and I've got garlic honey. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I'm intrigued. So that you basically just take fresh garlic and throw it in honey. The lacto and the garlic starts eating the honey sugars, and you get this neat stuff. They said is great drizzled on pizza. And then, uh, so it breaks oh down gosh. the hunt. So we'll see. That's a new one, but you got some uh, lacto ferment and vegetables going, nice. hot sauces. So that's been keeping me busy during quarantine. Others are bacon bread and that I'm fermenting everything. Well done. You know, yeah. I just remember the American craft beer week. It's still it technically is. part yes. of it. And I committed to giving you a beer. So I gave you, you did, I gave you the, uh, the, the transmigration. I believe I gave you the 10% version of it, the new one. Yep. So, uh, I fulfilled my commitment. It's not too late to do that. Now, for those that don't know, brewery here in Atlanta, Orpheus Brewing, they make a uh, a double IPA called Transmigration of Souls that was 10%, became 8%, and due to public demand, went back to the 10%. Yes. So <laughs> it's like the classic Coke scenario. There, yeah. Right? Um, have you side-by-sided? I eight, did. And how much of a difference do you notice? There's a considerable difference. Okay. and. I hate to say it. I actually enjoyed the 8% more than the 10. Okay. Yeah, right. seriously. Well, so but you know what, Tim? I think we need to get into beers of the week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. 
Well, Brian, as always, we have just a huge selection of delicious beers to get into. We pre-gamed, Brian. I actually had a Roaring Twenties Rattler from Tucker Brewing here in the Atlanta area. Nice little refreshing Rattler. It's a little warm in the studio today. It is. So that was a good one to have. Good Word Brewing and Blackberry Farms, a couple of our favorite breweries. They did a collaboration, an Italian Pilsner, Brian, called Any Day Now that we did in we're going to get into all the Dissolver beers. Uh, as I mentioned, we're drinking the TV, TV Wasteland right now. We have a uh, Before Barley Wine. We have Born in the Juicy IPA. We have a Desktop Vacation, which is a Hoppy Kolsch Oktoberfest. Is that right? Did I get that right, guys? Yeah. Yep. So we got that going. And uh, thank you for existing, Brian. The Kolsch, which we were told to save for last, because we once we get into that, we won't be able to put it down. I look forward to not putting it down. Absolutely. Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. As you might expect, the news is still dominated by the coronavirus, but it isn't all bad. This week, we learned that Six Harbor Brewing in uh, Hunting, New York, is using dogs, brew dogs, to make deliveries. And their names are Buddy and Barley. Now, technically, the dogs aren't delivering the beer, but they do have a four-pack of tall boys attached to their collars that are empty. So they come running up to uh, the customers, and what they're doing is delivering happiness on top of the beer so what good dogs i know it's yeah. like i want i want beer delivery in georgia even more now because if i could buy beer through beer dog delivery i wouldn't buy it any other way honestly so speaking of beer delivery there's a pub in ireland that's using drones to deliver beers to the locals about 30 miles north of uh, dublin mckeever's bar and lounge is loading up the drone with bottles of beer wine and even bags of chips to deliver to area patrons so the drone delivery does have its advantages over delivery vans other uh, establishments are using, but it has drawbacks. Uh, I haven't messed around with drones myself, but apparently wind is an issue. So they have that. trouble sure. taking off with bottles of wine Carrying and beer kind of and weight. chips. Yeah, yeah, they can't they can't do it. So, um, yeah, and some other establishments are installing actual kegs in their vans so they can pour beer on site from the vans, which is amazing. That'd be so good. Yeah, I wish crazy. our laws were a little better here that allowed things like that. Even the home delivery like Dissolver is doing would be nice. Yes, our breweries but i will say all of the ideas that i've heard here today are much better than your suggestion of trebuchet delivery yeah i'm still oh, thinking that might friend. be a technically legal because yeah. you know it it know. doesn't you know it doesn't go through the we'll postal see. system and let me know yeah. how, how that pans out for you okay so you can get that going. <laughs> well you're listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take a break but we'll be back very soon to talk more with dissolve Is your brewery or restaurant pouring all jacked up? Your foundation needs to be protected from heat, chemicals, and other contaminants. At the same time, you want to make sure it's slip resistant and you can clean up your messes with soap and water. You know who to call? ResTech. We've been manufacturing poured-in-place flooring since 2002, and we've got solutions to fit any facility's needs. Go on and visit our website at ResTech.net. That's R-E-S-T-E-K.net. Drop us a line and we will come to you for a free evaluation. Oh, yeah. As a brewery owner or taproom manager, are you looking for ways to enhance your customer experience while maximizing your revenues? Craft Cellar is a mobile solution that helps your brewery drive sales and attract new customers through online pre-sales for beer releases, events, and memberships. Get details now at craftseller.com. Mention Beer Guys Radio after sign-up and extend your free trial to a full 30 days. Remember, craftseller.com, C-R-A-F-T-C-E-L-L-R.com.
Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, I'm sure I'd feel much worse if I weren't under such heavy sedation. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys radio show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you missed the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to our talk with Dissolver Brewing. Mike, Vince, thanks again. We're, we're enjoying your beers here, going through having a good time. We're born in the Juicy right now, uh, which Juicy IPA, which is phenomenal. And the, the can art is just probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's touching. In my <laughs> life here. So this is just, uh, it's uh, the baby looks, uh, that's a thick beard for a baby. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so it's those Italian genetics. Okay, there yeah. you go. That'll get it. That'll get it. So I have uh, seen babies with full heads of hair before, which I always not thought a full was beard, but though, not right? a full beard. Yeah, yeah that's, impressive. Hey, yeah, good, yeah. good genes there. Good genes. Full beard and uh, the the ears came out fully gauged. So yeah. Okay, full, you know, I missed that. I missed that. <laughs> Nose piercings there too. Yeah. I'm never gonna mess with that baby. No, that's no way, no way. <laughs> Well, guys, we talked a little bit uh, there in the first segment kind of about the, the, the coronavirus stuff and that. And unfortunately for you, the, the, your timing for opening up, you opened on, on a Friday the 13th in December, correct? That's right. And uh, so you got a couple few good months out of the year and then uh, and then you got hit here. So, uh, you know, kind of new on the scene, but you guys have done a, a ton of collaborations, right? That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we started this project off like traveling up and down the East Coast, essentially, all the way up to Vermont and Maine, and then all the way down to Miami, made it all the way there, yeah. and hit up so so many states in between. Uh, so yeah, I think we did something around 30 or so different collaboration beers. I read that you did 36 <laughs> in 12 different states, according wow. to somebody that somebody online, I forget who it might've been Brewbound, but somebody who seemed authoritative on the subject. So you probably don't know how many you've done since then too. I mean, you've got to be like 50 at this point, right? Probably if you count like split batches and stuff like that too. Yeah. Easily over 50. Now see, that sounds like just a good excuse is like, you know, we're going to get out there and collaborate with our friends in the industry. And this, you know, it sounds like you're, you're claiming you're working, but really you're just traveling the country, visiting a bunch of cool breweries. So. I do that every week and I go collaborate right. with a brewery. You're working. I, right, I, I grab yes. their beer and drink it. So they, they provide it. I grab it. It's a collaboration. Yeah. We work together. Yeah. It's beautiful. Good work, good work. <laughs> I actually think we got connected with you guys before the tap room opened through a mutual friend. Uh, you know, as we mentioned, Todd DiMatteo there at uh, good yeah. work brewing. Uh, here here in the atlanta area and yeah, we've seen i think you've done several collaborations with breweries here in atlanta i believe atlanta brewing company good word and i think i saw at least one more cherry street cherry street yeah, yeah cherry yeah. street but with that guys you've you came out of the gate just banging you were voted one of usa today's top 10 best new breweries uh made number five on the list so with uh what a few months in you you made the list of of tops in the u.s right that's right yeah, it was a real honor to get uh, nominated for that list and then vie for the voting position on there. It was a, a lot of fun to engage our like our social media audience, our, our and like our local audience here to vote for us. And uh, yeah, we we're just super honored to be nominated. Then to get number five was just like a cherry on top of all of that for sure. How important do you think all the collaborations you did leading up to that was in getting that kind of recognition? It seems like it might have been. Yeah, I mean, we definitely like in the process of building out the whole brewery, it was either 
it's a lot of hurry up and wait for permits or construction or legal response or whatever. So we just tried to make the most of our time. Yeah. And it felt like killing two birds with one stone where like keep ourselves busy, see a bunch of friends, uh, and also like get our name out there and keep brewing some beer. It can be tricky with all that. Like you said, the, you know, none of these things have a, a finite time. We had a brewery here in Atlanta that's been working like two years and they've had some legal issues in their jurisdiction that they've been working with. So you can't, you can't set a clock on when you're going to be able to open. You really can't. It's, we have a game, uh, kind of a bet. Like if you, whatever date you yeah. say, it's at least six months beyond that was when it's really going right. to happen. <laughs> like rough estimates is what yeah. we're seeing with breweries opening. So obviously right now with right. the current situation, sure. who knows? Well, but. we interviewed a brewery at a festival in 2019 and they set a hard date on when they were going to open. And they were very, very confident in this. I'm like, you guys sure? No, they're like, nope, we're going to open this thing. I don't think they're open yet. They're not. So, you know, kind of one of those things. Well, guys, we wanted to dive into something that's, that's really impressive. Like, like we talked about the beautiful bearded ear gauged baby on the can. here. Your branding and artwork is, is just top notch. And so was that something, you know, from the onset that, that was really important to you? Absolutely. Like, Ever since our homebrewing days, when we used to have like a homebrewing brand and would play around and like we were making artwork back then to go on our, our homebrew bottles and stuff. And it was always like trying to play a little more tongue in cheek. And then now we're even more tongue in cheek and surreal uh, on top of that. So uh, like it's just the exact vibe we were looking for uh, with a product that we wanted. <laughs> and it's just trying to have fun with it really so mike you even you even took jobs specifically with the idea of like boosting your uh design chops right was that kind of in the background for that you know with job choices it seemed like i read that it might be yeah it was uh i'd say it naturally worked its way out like i just had opportunities that led me to work on like a little bit more creative things uh i had a, the opportunity to work as uh for flow uh on the aggressive insurance team uh nice. few agencies. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah just a bunch of other like little weird things like i had the chance to work for otis spunkmeyer which is like a, a cookie and cookies right okay brand. oh yeah yeah they made it like a supermarket push at one point and we got to be like super creative with that and like definitely still pulling from those days of of the kind of content i was pushing out for that so but now it's like maybe a little more unleashed <laughs> for sure. Definitely didn't get the dude naked babies. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I don't remember those on Oda Spunkmeyer. I was going to ask man, you just so. how surreal those cookies got right. at a certain point because exactly. I wasn't paying attention. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like we, we were homebrewing like almost 10 years ago. So we've had the opportunity to kind of develop the brand from an like idea perspective for the better part of a decade. Yeah, just making refinements along the way. Yeah. See, that's so much fun. Brian and I are, are co home brewers from back in the we haven't brewed in forever, just yes, with everything years. else we've got going on. But you know, we did a lot of the branding stuff. We, you know, had a name for our quote unquote brewery and you know, we designed labels for stuff and had fun coming up with names and that. And uh we just had fun with it. It was enjoyable. It was a part of the the whole brewing experience. I enjoyed as much as anything else there. an extension of the creative process sure yeah, absolutely and when we bottle up some of our beers and put our own labels on them and give them to friends and that it, it was always kind of cool doing that 
Absolutely. I've got to ask while we're talking about branding and whatnot, how do you accomplish your Instagram situation? How does right. that, how does that work? How do you do that? I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. A lot of sweat and hair pulling at times, but yes, uh, crying. Yeah. Do you have to basically post three images at once now, to keep that? To back up a little bit, because Brian hasn't explained oh, what the heck yeah. he's talking about here. If you go to Dissolver's <laughs> Instagram account, every image flows into the next image. They are interconnected, even though there's a different focus in each image from the beginning of the Instagram account. There's a common flow throughout. The, it's super impressive. You, have you definitely to have to take a look. You have to yeah. plan ahead while you're doing it, yeah. but match what has come before it in the right order. So when you look at the history, it all blends together into one giant tapestry of the surreal. Yeah. Tone. yeah. Also, yeah. like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you open up any of that, like just to I'll, I'll pump Mike up a little bit, <laughs> uh, like even if you open up any of the photos that are multiple photos as you're scrolling, it is one continuous photo. Man, I can't. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. <laughs> I have trouble just coming up with a single post for Instagram, much less tying everything together like that. It's a, it's impressive. But you know what? A good Instagram account is is important. You know, the, it brings people in, gets people interested in that. I have shared your guys' Instagram account. You know, when people talk about cold brewery Instagram accounts, I'm like, oh, this is oh. this is one you got to check out. You got to check this out. Thank you so much. You bet, absolutely. Now, I haven't checked it yet, but I assume that if you stack the cans all up, they all merge together in the same way too, right? The can art does? It depends on how many beers you've drank. Okay, that's a good point. They actually open a portal. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Dissolver. As beer lovers, we know real beer. And Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with full-strength craft beer. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Check out Athletic's selection of IPAs, Golden Ales, Stouts, and more at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BEERGUYS25 for 25% off your first order, and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our vector victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wqam the big talker on 1480 am and 102.5 fm in wichita kansas catch beer guys radio on wqam every saturday at 9 p.m local time now let's get back to our conversation with dissolver brewing you know, we had one more question that uh, just before we went to break there, we were talking about art and branding and all that. So I've got to ask the name Dissolver, and you can't see spelling over the radio. So that is D-S-S-O-L-V-R, all capital letters. 
why that spelling? I know everything has a purpose. So what's with the name? Yeah, just trying to make it look more distinct. So when you, you see that, you maybe piques your interest. Like, oh, I've never quite seen a combination of this spelling before. Uh, maybe I can look more into it and figure it out. Okay, like, makes that, sense That was kind of the idea. And like the name does come from our our thought of blending like great beer with an amazing like atmosphere and just like great like awesome people all together creating this one surreal blend or things dissolving together essentially was there any hatred for vowels involved in this yeah. decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a built-in hatred yeah it's more what's that wheel of fortune yeah, big right. You had to buy that. a vowel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't yeah. need to buy a vowel with this we one. We can get away with just an O. We can just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to ask if the if yeast or other interesting bacteria had consumed the vowels and imparted ABV to your name. <laughs> and Tim yeah. saw that and wrote something that I can't repeat on the, on the radio. I'm like, what <laughs> on earth? Silly question, Brian. Hey, silly. We are dealing with people who brew things until they're surreal. So That's that is right. a surreal question. You know what? That's a good segue, <laughs> yeah, Brian. Exactly. What does it mean to brew until surreal? To us, it's it's more that the promise that we're going to keep making uh, high-quality beer and pursuing that the idea of like uh, a beer's never as good as it can be. It can always be improved on and made better. So we're always going to keep brewing and brewing these recipes until they're like this more than a uh, like I guess idealized uh, recipe we could ever get to. So yeah, I guess like a good example is like we try to so like from a holistic perspective, I try to take equal influence from old school and new school. So a really good example is the beer that you guys are drinking right now, the Kolsch Toberfest. Yes. Yeah. So that's equal parts Kolsch, equal parts Oktoberfest, and we tried to kind of merge the two styles and meet somewhere in the middle. And by the end of it, it became surreal. I think it's tasty. But it is it's, tasty, yes. It does kind of sound like something that was made up on the spur of the moment. Yeah, what style should we brew? Let's do a hoppy, hoppy Kolsch style. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. There, there you go. go. That's, That's it. it. That's we the ticket. It. That's it right there. Yeah, so it was. Uh, so that's a collab with uh, Definitive out of Portland, Maine. Dylan cut his teeth on Kolsch brewing. Well, just really dove really, really deep into it. And is just kind of slaughtering that whole game along with everything. He's just a great brewer. But I really wanted to hearken on some of the tips and tidbits for Kolsch brewing. And both of us, our favorite style is a uh, Meritzen or Oktoberfest. Yep, so we sure. wanted to kind of meld the two together and have the drinkability of a Kolsch with the complexity and malt character of an Oktoberfest. But one of the hallmarks of a like new school American Kolsch is in your face hop presence. So what we wanted to do is use like use hops that could also be muted. So we used it's in the process of making cryo hops where they literally just separate out all the oil. They remove the vegetal matter and that byproduct is called American noble hops. So it's like citra, but with like 1% of the oil supposedly. And then the byproduct is citra cryo, which is all of the oil. So we used American Noble Cascade Nazaka, which is like muted variants of those hops. But it allowed us to get like a Kolsch level hop character, which is like muted noble hops 
and then jack that into an Oktoberfest. I had no cool. idea that existed. Yeah, like either. I've heard of cryohops. I didn't realize that anybody used the byproduct from it. That's clever. That? So yeah, man, you try to get surreal, bro. That's right. I can't go for it. How about it? I say I I can't even play at your level. I guess open the portal. Let's (laughs) do this. Open the portal. (laughs) Now, guys. So we've got a a Kolsch-toberfest here. Uh, Any other hybrids that you've done that you like the way they come out, or anything else kind of on the books to do in the future? Uh, We do a series of beers inspired by tiki drinks because tiki drinks rule. They do. No argument there. I agree. Yeah. We're doing a series that we just started up. So the first release is this Friday. So two are like hybrid kind of things. One is a riff on like old school Goza and new school like hyper fruited Goza. Okay. Where we, we actually ferment the fruit, but take care with how we process everything else to keep a balance. And then the other one is just like hardcore riffs on English pub style beers. So uh, the first one is an ESB that I just added more hops in the Whirlpool than I've added in any of my other beers, but it's all Fuggles and EKG. So hops that if somebody's like, oh, what's a dry hopped with, man? <laughs> Fuggles? <laughs> Fuggles. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're in craft beer, you've heard that joke. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But like it was, and it's really good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So we just want to like try to take riffs on old school styles and push them, inject them with a little bit of like new school methodology and process. So I saw that uh, Vincent, you're a a big fan of Cascales. Is that right? Speaking of those English mild styles and whatnot, right? Yeah. Big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Do you, you have a, do you have a beer engine there in the, uh, well, I mean, while it's open, the tap room, yeah. Yeah, we have two. They haven't been hooked up yet because we were waiting on summer service, like the surge of tap room service. Just because, like, once you tap a cask, uh, it's a limit. It's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, essentially, got to get it. Yeah. So hopefully this summer we've got them set up. We just haven't done anything with it just yet. You know, that's been one of the tough things here. A couple places in Atlanta. Do you remember the little growler and bottle shop that? Uh, the Eng- Richard, the English fella owned. Oh yeah. Craft beer factory, craft beer yeah. factory. And he was an English fella and he had breweries that would do Cascale specifically for him, but he couldn't move them quick enough. And they had just some phenomenal stuff that went through there. And, uh, they just did, you can't move a Cascale quick enough. Exactly. In these modern craft beer nerd times. Troy incidents. That's the growler I used to pick up the beer from Eventide was from craft beer. That was the one. Yes. That's why I remembered off the top of my head. So, yeah. Now, have you guys made it to Atlanta for the Atlanta Cascale Festival? What? No. I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) 23 years, I think it's been going on. Atlanta Cascale tasting. Atlanta Cascale tasting. Yes. We've actually set a tradition the last few years. We do a show there and we talk to three or four of the soon to open Georgia breweries. It's kind of, and then we drink a bunch of Cascales. So that sounds it's amazing. A, it's a good time. Yeah. Now, Mike, we talked a little bit about your background and did, is this your first foray into professional brewing? It is. Yeah. I've always, I've tried many times to get into the industry beforehand sure. like, uh-huh. uh, with some other breweries and stuff, but had no luck, but Still made my way through different marketing agencies and stuff, but it's it's definitely nice to get back to this and you know realize uh, what was a homebrewing dream for Vince and I, and uh, now to actually see it come to uh, fruit and 
you know, some some better timing would have been better. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, guys. Way yeah. to go. Well, this is a little on you because you did open on Friday the thirteenth. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're we're gonna be like yeah. this is gonna this is gonna be pretty uh, cool and rad. We're gonna do this thirteenth thing, and literally we we did a like a, a Friday the thirteenth party like the weekend before everything had to shut down, and we we're like. Yeah, this will be a nice hurrah. We'll move right into like uh, St. Patrick's Day with this, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, such great plans, man. We saw someone talk <laughs> about the, that when this opens, they're going to have the greatest Cinco de St. Patrick's Fourth of July celebration that, that you've <laughs> ever seen. Hopefully, you guys have closed the portal back down by yeah, <laughs> those, down. those, those activities. Well, we yes. need to take another break. We'll be back in just a minute. We're going to talk with Vince about his background. We're going to talk a little bit about what a chippy boy is. With That's right. Dissolver. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Dissolver Brewing. Well, guys, Vince, we want to talk to you about your background, but there's a question that's just it's just burning me up here. I think I have to ask this first. What is a chippy boy? Okay, so like uh, Hallmark influence and what Mike and I use for like brand influence is uh, Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's like kind of the, the height of surrealism in our college days was that at a certain point. So uh, one of the like earlier skits is this just like weird, crazy cutout freakish baby thing called the Chippy Boy. Uh, and they, it's like a weird joke that they just keep referencing. And so we have a, a plush chippy boy behind the bar uh, mounted. And it's it's just like a weird, super niche callback to Tim and Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Very much influenced that first baby you're drinking with the mm. naked baby yeah. there. <laughs> See, I, I watched Tim and Eric and I'm, I'll be honest, it was a little too surreal for me. It, it, <laughs> they've gone they've gone too far it Brian. was definitely out there such a weird show but, i'm, uh, I'm okay. glad to hear that because i thought it was just a different version of crispy boy like that's what they chippy. call it up in Asheville. we call them crispies they call them chippies. chippies yeah so chippy boy like is that character is like my little chippy boy 
But we have since started referring to the loggers as Chippy Boys. So it's like a little bit of a... There you go, Brian. So it is true. Yeah. yeah. How about that? The Chippy Boy. We should perpetuate that, Brian. We should. And yeah. say, get get it going. Make it a thing. Make it a thing. Chippy Absolutely. Boys. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Vince, we did want to talk a little bit uh, about your background. So this is, we asked Mike, you know, this is first professional brewing, but you, you kind of made the rounds before getting back there and starting your own gig, right? Night shift, Lord Hobo, and uh, some time right there in Asheville at Burial, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I would say, yeah, you could say made the rounds. I also I did a little stint at um, two short stints, uh, one at Birds Fly South and one with okay. uh, Salude sure. over in Charlotte as well. Okay. I'm not familiar with Salude. I know I know all the other ones. Birds Burial's a big, yeah. big fan of Burial. That's a, yeah. that's a fun place to go up there, hang out with them. I see similarities there in the, in the branding and such between the two. Before we started talking, I got into looking it up. I actually thought Birds Fly Flew South was inter- involved in the project. So you would just work there. They, they weren't, it wasn't kind of a, a side project from there, was it? Uh, no. So we were in the process of, uh, I had already separated from Burial. Uh, it was about a year or so. Well, it was like, all right, you know what? Like we said we were going to do this brewery thing. You know, like I wasn't XYZ with other jobs. Uh, we're going to commit to this brewery thing. If I like do a little bit of consulting and keep myself fairly open for a year, we can get the groundwork done for this. And Sean uh, over at Birds Fly South was looking for some temporary help in the meantime. So I worked there for about four months while we were just in the startup phases. And Sean was just ultra crazy supportive of everything we were trying to get going. So, yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. I got to ask, I'm, I'm looking at all the art and everything else I've seen about you. There's got to be some musical influence or some musical consideration. What's the best kind of music to drink with, say, like this barley wine or some of the other beers we've had so far? Definitely pulling from from some Atlanta influence. Definitely a, some trap beat music out there. Like I've been <laughs> following uh, Kenny Beats, who's, I think he has his, his uh, recording studio out in Atlanta uh, brings in a lot of Atlanta rappers. Yeah, uh, I'd say something like that would be terrific. But you know, trap music and barley wines, man. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on board. That sounds oh, good. We we have like a diverse love of music, so you know anything that's your jam will work perfectly with our beer. Just do see. I, I'll admit, I kind of thought with the with the branding, and you know, I looked at your contact us page, and you've got red eyes and and forked tongues and that. So <laughs> I thought that on your pictures there. So I kind of thought I'm like, you know, there's going to be metal here. There's oh yeah, so like some, it's hardcore it, metal. Yeah, so we're like definitely hardcore metal. Was I mean, we both grew up in the Northeast where like hardcore metal culture was just kind of every day, but yeah, it's more like acid rock, surf rock is what the brand is specifically. I mean, Mike and I are also yeah. big metal heads, but that's more or less, you know, acid rock, surf rock okay. is more yeah, or less what go. the brewery is. Something about that trap beat though. You can't, it just super <laughs> often. It all comes back to trap. It when all comes edit, back to trap. When man. you're editing like little, like brewery uh, montages and stuff of us making beer, it's like, that's, that's the perfect thing to, like cut that to you just like it. yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know i am very good at listening to music i love music but i am so horrible you know we do the show here and we have intro music outro music we do commercials and we do promos for our radio stations i would rather sit around and pull my nails out with pliers than to find backing music for stuff because i'm so horrible at it <laughs> like i know what i want to hear but i can never find exactly brian you should start Taking up that I task. should start doing that. I'm yeah. I'm fairly certain I'm even worse than you. Maybe are I should it. just start using trap beats. Maybe, maybe I'll just beatbox over the background. I'll just this. make it up as I okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah, instead absolutely. of that, yeah, I'll just beatbox it. This is fine. I could do that. Sure enough. 
All of these are great ideas. Just want to say that. See, yeah. we're, we're accomplishing so much here today. It's going right. to be so great. Well, guys, as we look forward a little bit, um, are there any predictions on on trends on what we're going to see coming up in craft beer? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I hope, I hope so. We've been doing a petite IPA. We did one as a collab with Dancing Gnome, and then we did one as a collab with Bermari here. Dancing Gnome's out of Pittsburgh, and Bermari's yeah. also out of Asheville. Yeah. And then we did one of our own, and it's slowly starting to pick up where people are like coming and asking for it i think like that maybe not necessarily a petite ipa like sub three percent but i think that like sub four percent non-session ipa of what you would call like an american session ipa more flavorful low abv i think that that's going to start making a comeback I'm okay with that. I'm good. You know, yeah. that's something Brian and I have talked about here. One of our great sponsors is actually a non-alcoholic beer company. Order at uh, athleticbrewing.com and use code BEERGUYS25 for 25% off your All order. Right. But anyhow, so these <laughs> yeah. guys, because uh, I had a little medical issue at the beginning of the year, and the doctor told me to watch the alcohol. He didn't say I had to quit. So we tried some non-alcoholic beers to see where we could mix it in. So if we're sitting around having several big beers, we'll mix in a couple of these NA beers. and uh, To maintain. Right. Yeah. You know, you want the taste of a beer there and we've we also have a few of the good uh the locale petite ipas here and i think it's something session you know, people IPAs are, maybe yeah or, session yeah. ipa kind of thing so it's kind of cool to see uh, you know monday night's got one that they put out uh that, that's really good Lalo, i think is monday nights is that yep, right yep. so it'd be fun to see what that's all about something else that i i had seen and i don't think you guys have had a chance to really get it too far off the ground but i saw that you were getting involved in wine and mead and cider and that you have a a wild cider solera fodor in the brew house is that happening right now is what's going uh, on with that that's true that's true story <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like uh, this sounds like it's going to be a good answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. confirm that that might be happening. <laughs> yes, can confirm. Uh, yeah. So when when we were looking up like where we were going to go, so Mike and I both started this whole craft beer journey up in Boston, Massachusetts. And before I even took my first brewing job, we were looking at different opportunities, and very quickly realized that Massachusetts would not be our forever home due to different state legislatures, but largely based on real estate. So. We started looking at North Carolina and other states. Like I moved down here for burial and then was like, oh man, looking into some of the legislature down here, like this is crazy, the amount of freedom that you have. Pretty friendly, right? Yeah. Um, so when we started applying, it was like, oh, okay. So uh, if you're applying for your brewing license, it's X amount of dollars and it's like 50 more dollars to brew wine, cider, mead and fortified wine or like be able to produce all those things. So it was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Do all of these things. Do it all. Made it very easy. And then uh, we brought in, we did some work in our collaboration period with a uh, botanist and barrel out of uh, North Carolina too. So we came back with them and uh, worked with Lyndon out of there and he blessed our fooder and brought in some delicious uh, cider for us to start fermenting. And then we also collab, it was like a three-way collab with uh, botanist and barrel and then Hazelwood out of Lexington, South Carolina, who just opened up uh, right yeah. around the same time we did, too. Yeah, so Botanist and Barrel does uh, natural wine and cider. They are only North Carolina cider, only North Carolina apples, hand-pressed, and then they uh, only spontaneously fermented or repitched with spontaneous yeast from previous cider batches. Minimal interference, minimal chemical. So uh, he's the first. Lyndon uh, and his uh, wife, Amy, are the only people that I've met in the cider world that take that approach specifically. I mean, obviously there's more people, but they're the first people that I've met. And that was very much 
the influence that Mike and I had been talking about for Wine Insider for a really long time. And so it just kind of was this like perfect storm of like, oh, we're opening a brewery so we can do all these other things. And like, maybe they won't come to the light of day because we're taking our time with them and we won't release anything until it's where we find it to be. And I'm super new with all that, but we're definitely like, we're making big moves in all those areas right now. Yeah. Well, we're about out of time. If people want to keep up with what's happening with Dissolver, where should they go? Definitely check out the Instagram. I think that's our most fun platform. Uh, yeah, at Dissolver, D-S-S-O-L-V-R. And then definitely check out the website too, Dissolver.com, D-S-S-O-L-V-R.com. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with one of our classic breweries, Brewery Amagang. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.